Hey, what is up, you guys? It's Vivian. Welcome back to the Be The Light Academy podcast. I hope you guys have been doing super great. Um, it is the day after the 4th of July when I am recording this episode. <laughs> so this is like the first episode in a long time where I haven't recorded it in advance, which normally I do. Normally you guys get these episodes a couple of weeks in advance. Um, but I have been taking a break and part of taking a break is just chilling out, going with the flow. Um, during that time though, I have been working. I've been working on getting my coaching tool ready, uh, for you guys. Um, that will hopefully be on my website anywhere between July 11th and July 18th. That's kind of like my deadline time frame that I want to get it up. Um, on my website for purchase and of course when I put it up there I will make an announcement I'll probably talk about it in the next episode um, podcast episode because it should be up on my website by then so I'm really excited to see how this coaching tool goes it is smaller this is not like one of my biggest coaching tools Um, it's kind of like a precursor to other coaching tools that I will be having up on my website you know within the rest of the year to come and you know, the foreseeable future. So I wanted to start with something small, mainly so I can get used to essentially like putting it on the website and selling a product off of my website. This is not something that I've done, um, you know, prior to this moment. And it's something that, you know, I, I need to kind of school myself in because <laughs> I don't know how to upload things exactly. And, you know, I want to make sure that people can actually like purchase it and then receive the, um, you know, the document and the links and things that will go with it. So everything's kind of like a test run here. Um, but I'm really excited. I really, I really enjoy how this has turned out and I'm excited for you guys to see it and to be able to utilize it and have it help you on your path and journey. Um, I think I've said this in other episodes, but this first one is going to be a tool on pretty much cultivating self-love, you know, and in a way that to me is approachable and also efficient um, and something that is essentially meant to work, work in the means of like everyday life. So this is not something uber complicated. And I think that a lot of teachers and coaches and spiritual advisors, you know, as wonderful as a lot of them are, overcomplicate things. And I think it's because we all forget where we came from, right? And sometimes we forget the process of arrival, meaning we forget, you know, the challenging times after a while, especially if we've been living in the flow for some time. So I built this tool actually kind of based on past notes of mine, past experiences of mine. Um, Basically where I started off on my own self-love journey and the tools that I utilized that I found most helpful, you know, to just get me going, to get me into a vibration that I could sustain. Self-love is a skill first and foremost. Um, and it is something that, again, it, it is meant to be sustainable, 
okay? <laughs> it's meant to be accessible and we have to learn the tools that make it accessible. So this is what the first coaching tool is going to be about and I'm excited for you guys to see it. Um, what else? Oh yes, the holiday. I spent the holiday with part of it with my family, part of it with one of my really good friends. I spent it with my family before the 4th. Um, we pretty much just had like a picnic and a bonfire and that was really nice. Um, the rest of my family went up actually to our lake house for the 4th and I wasn't really feeling it. I did debate it, but I was like, nah, I want to like stay home and work on my coaching tool and be a little bit productive. And also I always spend the 4th of July with one of my dearest friends, one of my best friends. She is my best friend. Um, I always say she's definitely a kindred spirit, like in Anne of Green Gables. She is my Diana. I am the Anne to her Diana and she's the Diana to my Anne. Um, <laughs> and basically this year was a little bit different because all of the kind of local events and fireworks shows for the 4th of July were closed. So we drove around and we actually parked and watched people doing their own fireworks. This is actually something that a lot of people did. And it was actually really fun. It was strange. Um, but people were very open to it. Like there was the guy who was doing the fireworks that we watched. I mean, it was like literally at his house. But there were like a couple different cars parked around and like families who lived on that street watching him do the fireworks that he had bought. And he was super into it. It was really cool. It was fun. It was like a different way to connect. And it was actually maybe, maybe more enjoyable than what normally goes on for the 4th of July. Um, normally, I always spend the 4th with, like I said, my best friend. And we usually go and see a fireworks show at a nearby town. And then after the fireworks show, which ends at like maybe like 10, 10 30 p.m., we go to Krispy Kreme, which is a donut shop here in the United States. And we get donuts and coffee at an outrageous time. <laughs> and we drive around and we listen to music. And in the past, when we were a little bit younger, we would also do tarot readings. Sometimes we still do that. Um, we haven't recently though. Um, but we'll do tarot readings. And we also do these things sometimes called candle rituals. We do these on the fourth, but also we do them outside of the fourth. And it's basically just where we, basically we just channel messages for each other. And it's fun. And it just puts me back into the energy of like my childhood and my teenage years, my younger years. And you just have fun. You know, sometimes you just got to have fun. And that's what we do. Um, I didn't get to buy any sparklers this year. That was kind of a bummer. But, <laughs> but I survived. Uh, I, I also, though, I'll be real, found it pretty challenging this 4th of July because I also spend the 4th of July, you know, with my ex-partner. It was hard. Uh, this is, like I said, my favorite holiday. I really enjoy this holiday, um, you know, and not having him 
around for that was very hard. It was challenging. It was also challenging because the man that I have been seeing and connecting with was very open and he's been really open the past few weeks. Um, and I had a moment where I was connecting to him on the 4th and I was being really open and, you know, enjoying him. And then all of a sudden I just had this realization where I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm connecting like with a whole other man, you know, on this day. Like it's not my ex-partner this year. It was last year, but it isn't this year. And it was just really strange, you know, and it wasn't strange because of him. It was strange because I was very open to him and receptive to him and enjoying him. And I felt that way last year, you know, like about my ex. So it was hard, you know, um, I didn't shut down or anything, you know, to him. I, I mean, I continued to enjoy him throughout the day and evening, but it was really hard. Um, it was just, I guess, different. Different is a better word. Maybe not hard. It wasn't hard. It was just different. So I was dealing with that. It kind of made me have feelings of like, whoa, this is, maybe this is what moving on feels like. (laughs) You know, it was, it was interesting. Um, It's also been a little bit challenging because, and I may have talked about this in other episodes, I really can't remember now, but all of a sudden I had a couple encounters with my ex on social media, not where we were communicating, but where I saw some of his stuff, which I don't know how that's possible because I literally have taken like every precaution. It is mercury retrograde. So I will bear that in mind. But I found it really weird because I'm like, you know, I haven't seen any of your stuff for like six or seven months. And now all of a sudden you're popping up again. I have been feeling a lot of energy from him. I mean, that's no secret. That's been pretty much since we've broken up. Um, But especially the last month and a half, it's just something has shifted within his world again. Something has shifted within the connection he did have. I just don't feel like he has it anymore. And um, I can feel him just considering reaching out. And again, I, I don't know if I'm open to it, to be honest. It's a really strange feeling. Maybe it's not that I'm closed off to it per se. I just don't feel like I need it. And the more that I connect with the man that I have been having a relationship with, if he did come back in, I understand the message that my guides gave me about how it would be my choice because I don't see myself choosing him at this moment in time. And I think that whenever I do hear from my ex, it's just that he has this perception that I'm always constantly available to him, which I will be real. Some of that I created, you know, Um, there was a point with my ex-partner where he was the only person I wanted to be with. He was my life. He was my world. (laughs) He was my future and my destiny and my past life, my present life and my future lives. Like 
you know, that's the truth. That's, that's what I went through with him. And I, I always say this about my ex. I, I will always feel deep love for him. I still feel deep love for him. Um, I'm always very connected to him. I, I still feel him to this day. And, you know, and then I still do work with his energy because I think that part of having an energetic connection, an authentic energetic connection with someone, you will always feel them to some degree. And that's okay. This is actually something that I was kind of worried about when we did break up and we didn't have a person-to-person connection. We were only going to have an energetic connection, was feeling him all the time. I was like, is this going to feel like punishment? You know, a burden because, you know, I do love him. I do care about him. I want to be with him (laughs) and I'm going to feel him. But it really hasn't been. It actually has been a little bit of the opposite. You know, I, I still find it beneficial to feel him because it still helps me understand things about myself. Um, and there are certain things that I've put up, I guess we can say like boundaries, energetic boundaries, um, in terms of what I will accept from him energy wise and what I won't. That's actually something that I've been learning along the way. You know, what energy do I accept from him when I feel it? What energy do I, you know, turn away with love and light, put the healthy boundaries up? Um, And, you know, recently I've been more open to his energy, which is why I think that he's kind of edging back in. It's been little by little. And I, I think I've said this since, you know, we have been broken up. Like, I know it's inevitable hearing from him. I don't know if I will choose him. And the more and the more and the more and the more I feel his energy coming back into my physical experience, the more I do realize like, okay, whenever that conversation does happen, I do not think I am going to be available to him. Um, Sometimes that information stresses me out. Most of the time, I'm just like, well, karma's a bitch, you know, (laughs) like that's kind of how I feel. Um, I think he needs it. Whatever that lesson is going to offer him, I think that he needs it. I also don't think that maybe I will have to have necessarily a physical conversation with him. He might just see that I'm connecting with someone else, you know, um, I could see it manifesting in that way uh, because he is getting a little bit of some challenging karma. And this is, this is why I say, you know, you get what you dish because if you are dishing some shit, you're going to get it in return. And he did that to me. You know, I had to find out that my partner of five years had been cheating on me and seeing someone else behind my back, you know, on social media. Um, Out of all of the disrespectful ways to end things with a person, like that's the ultimate. Even taking spirituality out of it, you just don't end relationships like that, you know. You put on on your uh, big boy, big girl pants and you say, 
hey, person I've been with, you know, I think we're going to have to break up now because, you know, I am seeing someone else. You don't just let people find that information out. Um, And if you do it that way, if you do it the way that my ex did it, which is just letting me find out, I mean, that shit's going to blow up in your face. I mean, and it is. (laughs) It's blowing up in his face. His house of cards literally just got blown down. To be honest, I don't feel bad for him. I used to feel bad for him. But then I started to realize, like, you know, you did make these choices. And you made them consciously. And you chose to be small when you could have been bigger, you know. Um, Sometimes we have to choose what we know is challenging if we know it's right you know my ex-partner knew that he should have told me and the betrayal was not necessarily that he was with someone else it was that he chose to not be honest with me you know and, and he did like that's the greatest betrayal and he chose not to be honest with himself and he chose not to be the bigger person you know he 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 knew that the right choice was to tell me and to kind of formally end things he didn't want to though he he didn't want to not only because he wasn't convinced by his own choice his own choices but also I think because you know I mean he didn't want to lose me and he doesn't have enough self-love or self-respect to be the bigger person you know and that's a it's a fatal blow um more so for him than me uh and I wish him luck (laughs) you know we all go through the type of lesson at some point that he's going through we all tend to mistreat someone or a situation and we learn you know the error of our ways and it's not punishment It's just balance, you know? And I think that's also why I don't feel bad for him because I just know that this is a product of how energy, choices, and, you know, the law of cause and effect or whatever we want to say, like how all of that works. You know, there there is good karma and there is challenging karma. We receive each based on you know, our actions in life and our choices in life. So this is where he's at. And, um, yeah, I mean, I never thought that it would come to this between me and him, but I am kind of happy that it did. Um, one, mainly because I look at what I've been able to cultivate. I cultivated an awesome connection, which I'm super happy in. And, you know, I think that my ex-partner needs to have a taste of his own medicine. This makes me sound kind of bitchy, but I don't mean it to be this way. Um, You know, but I constantly always felt like I was competing in his life. 
you know, for his attention, for his affection, for his time, for his energy, for his love, for his commitment. And, you know, and for years I tried and I tried and I tried, which wasn't healthy. And I knew it wasn't healthy, which is why I did all the self-love work, because I understood at least to some degree or varying degrees rather, you know, throughout my entire relationship with him where I was like, I'm compensating. Why? Why do I feel like I need to put in more time, more energy, more effort when he is like giving me the bare minimum or, you know, it's lacking and he's not really putting an effort to, you know, create more of what I am giving. I'm not receiving, I'm overly giving. So I did the self-love work and I think what's going to happen is that, you know, I do love myself now. I am comfortable in myself now. I know that I don't have to overcompensate in a connection. I know that I can connect with someone authentically, which is what's happening, you know, between me and the other man um, in my life. I think that he's going to see that And I mean, it's going to make him change. And maybe I am a part of his life after he goes through this change. Or maybe I'm not. All I hope is that he does change for the better. You know, um, (laughs) like my dad said it best to me. He's a user and he is. He uses and he uses and he uses and he uses and he takes and he takes and he takes and he takes, you know, not just from me, but from friends, from family, from coworkers, from peers, from situations. And and he calls it hard work. <laughs> but it's like, no, no, that's not hard work. That's just you using and you taking advantage. Find a new way. Find a new way. And he's going to be forced to find a new way. Um, And I wish him luck on that journey. Like I said, we've all been on that journey. But in other news, um, I am going to see the man that I've been seeing soon. Finally. It's been a long time. And I'm excited for that to happen. Um, Let's talk about intimacy. (laughs) Mainly because I want to talk about it. So I was thinking about this because this is also something that I want to get more into depth in. But I take intimate energy very seriously. Um, Being in the feminine energy is the receiving energy, right? So intimacy is something that... I only participate in when I know it's going to be a healthy give and take of energy. It's funny because I don't think I've ever had that. You know, like I said, I love my partner, my ex-partner, but I didn't have that with him. It wasn't an equal give and exchange of energy. And he was the only person that I couldn't um, adhere to my own standard with, you know, because I... In every other relationship in my life, I am like, my standard is a healthy giving and receiving connection. I don't expect it. I just anticipate it. You know, it's something that I look for. So I would always let my ex-partner get away with that. Meaning that 
again, I would give and give and give and he would take and take and take. So I'm interested to see how intimacy goes in the connection that I'm in now. We've had intimate moments, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, whatever we want to call them. Um, and, you know, the more I see him, the more I do realize, like, it's nice to have a partner where it's equal give and take. It's nice to have a partner where it's equal give and take. It's nice to have a partner where I don't have to try and try and try and try to create the give and take. It's just there. It's just a given. You know, <laughs> like I don't have to, I don't have to fight an uphill battle to get it. And that makes me think of, you know, Esther Hicks when she channels Abraham Hicks and she talks about, you know, going upstream, fighting against the flow, creating your own resistance. This makes me think of a lot of my clients, you know, who try and try and try and try to create healthy giving and receiving. I think what I'm learning, and this is new knowledge to me, you know, I'll be honest. So if you're a past client of mine, I didn't have this knowledge when we worked together. This is new knowledge. Um, but if you are feeling like you're trying to create something and it isn't happening, it's not flowing rather, or you're not seeing it manifest, take a step back. Take a step back. Take it from me, who had to learn that five years into a relationship. If someone is giving you crumbs, take a step back. You know, there's no shame in doing that. And that doesn't mean that it's the end of your connection forever. Or it's the end of your relationship, your, your romantic relationship. Or maybe you have this type of connection with a family member or a friend, you know, or maybe even a colleague, a peer of some sort. I'm telling you, though, break your cycle early. Do it. Get through the pain now so you don't have to do it when you have a history with this person, you know, and it makes it more challenging. I, this is one thing where I will say if I could go backwards and do one thing different, I would take a step back from my ex a lot sooner than I did. You know, but I was afraid. Um, and I know as a coach and I know as an intuitive that you can't do anything that you can't do anything until you're ready to do it. You know, um, even if you try to do it, you can't really successfully do it until you are ready in your core, in your energy, in your mind, body and soul to do it. Because there were a lot of times where I did try to take a step back from him <laughs> and it didn't work out because I wasn't ready. But if you're sitting here and you're listening to this and you feel ready to take the step back, take it back. Take it, take the step back. Let your person go. Even if that's letting go of communication, even if that's letting go of the connection, you know, maybe having to go through a breakup, maybe having to go through a distancing, just do it. Do it. 
because I'm telling you, it's going to release a lot. You're going to feel a lot better having done it. And you're going to also give time to reflect on why you were accepting so little from that person, but giving so much. And it's going to give you time to reflect on why were you trying to create something? Why were you trying so hard to create something? Why were you becoming your own resistance? I think this is the challenging thing about manifesting as a whole. Manifesting can be the root of all your happiness, all your success, all your excitement, all your abundance. It can also be the root of a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of frustration. To me, the further I get into my own path and journey, the more I realize that it is better to not be as specific when you are manifesting. Oh, you can manifest specific things. Don't get me wrong. I've done it plenty of times. It works. You can manifest anything specific. But I will say, the manifestations that haven't been all that specific, that I've been like, dear universe, I want this. Send me the best thing for me. Oh my God, I'm always blown away, amazed, in love, happy, feeling good. I am. When I manifest specific things, <laughs> I get the specific thing and I'm like, oh my God, like that was a journey. <laughs> that was a journey and I am so happy that I got this thing, but man, I'm tired. That is the difference between having a specific desire and just going with the flow of the universe. Both are rewarding in the end, you know, <laughs> like it's true. Both are rewarding in the end. Um, I don't regret any of my specific manifestations, you know, I just think that there is something to be said about the more flowing, less specific manifestations and desires. They always really do end up being the most amazing things possible. They do. And even if you're manifesting something specific, like you have to get into the flow of unspecifics, you know, like you have to be in the energy of, if not this, something better you know, and, and I always tell my clients this, that's key to getting something specific. Like you have to be okay with not getting the specific thing to get it. You have to be okay with the idea of, all right, if not this, something better. Um, if I don't get this thing, then I'll still be happy and I'll get something equal to it. Or if not this thing, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to have another blessing down the line. Like you still have to be in that place. I'm in a place where I'm about to get my specific manifestation and my flowing manifestation. It's manifested between two relationships, you know? I'm going to have my specific person relationship with my ex, and I'm going to have my flowing relationship with, you know, 
the person I'm seeing now, my current partner, the guy I'm having a relationship with. So, I mean, you can have both. (laughs) The universe is limitless. I think something that I'm personally learning from this moment is that the universe will bless you with everything you want if you're in the flow. It'll give you literally everything you've asked for if you're in the flow. I love it. It's much it's a much nicer space to be in than what I was in 6 months ago. You know, I actually wake up every day and don't feel like I have a job to go and manifest something. Like lately, I hardly even really meditate or visualize. I just say, "Hey universe, I really want this thing." And then I get it. Um, you know, and I like to tell my clients A couple ways that I do this is I manifest free drinks, you know, when I'm at Starbucks or in a drive-thru or just out. Um, I manifest, you know, money like crazy. I manifest um, text messages, phone calls like crazy. I, I just do, you know, because I all I feel the need to do is just ask for it. I know that when I've asked for it, I've already received it. I'm like, oh, here it is. For my birthday recently, um, you know, I was, again, kind of getting into a space where I'm like, oh, my God, this might be, you know, my first my first birthday without my ex-partner. And I was getting, feeling really, again, kind of bad about it, you know, kind of strange about it. And then I shook it off and I was like, no, you know, the universe has a different blessing in store for me for that day. And I kid you not, like a day later, one of my best friends called me and was like, for your birthday, I want to do a wine tasting. Um, And I already booked the ticket. So happy birthday. (laughs) You know, my birthday's like two months away. So I was very happy about that. You know, but but again, I just asked for it. And it came to me. You guys can all get to that space too. You just have to trust in yourself. You have to trust that the universe hears you. You do not have to visualize a ton. I tell my clients to start with visualizing. To start with doing manifestation techniques. Because you have to learn how to get into that flow of manifestation energy. Because you don't just know right away, oh, I can ask for it. And once I've asked for it, I've already received it. You don't have that knowledge right away. You have to teach yourself that knowledge. Part of teaching yourself that knowledge is visualizing. It is maybe doing um, manifestation boards, mood boards. Maybe it's doing scripting. Maybe it is doing some type of candle ritual, some type of ritual work. Um, maybe it is doing spell work. You know, there's a ton of different ways to manifest. Whatever gets you into that mode of I'm asking and I know that by doing this thing that I'm asking that I will also receive it. You know, that's all a ritual is. I do the ritual because that's my way of asking. And I know that when I do the ritual, I'm going to receive my thing. Whatever convinces you. Whatever gets you in that energy of asking and receiving, do it. Do it. 
For a lot of people, it is visualizing in meditation, doing guided meditations. For a lot of people, it's prayer. For a lot of people, it is journaling. For a lot of people, it's just daydreaming. That's truth. Manifestation is, it is challenging because you have to learn that it isn't meant to be hard. But I think you have to go through it being hard to realize that it's easy. And people by nature are very resistant. They do not flow. So we're teaching ourselves. Again, much like I said at the beginning of the episode about self-love being a skill, so is manifesting. So is being within the flow. So is surrendering. It's all a part, it's all a part of a process, like I said, of arrival, of skill building, of becoming firm, you know, within your knowings and your trust. And having faith, it all goes hand in hand. And choosing to flow over resistance, right? So um, that's pretty much what I have in terms of that. Um, <laughs> talk about an, actually something that I'm finding a little bit challenging in terms of manifesting is with my business. In terms of my pick a card reading YouTube channel. I asked the universe. I said... If I'm meant to change my focus on my business, my content for my Be The Light Academy and my Learn The Light Academy YouTube channel, mainly that one, my pick a card reading channel, I want my next two videos to have super low views. (laughs) So I know that you want me to change the content on this channel. And I'm more telling my higher self this, right? I'm trying to get in touch with my soul. And I kid you not, you guys, I had like 500 views on each video within the first day. That never happens. I always get about 1,000 views per video. (laughs) And I only got 1,000 between the two of them. So I was like, okay, cool. So I am brainstorming ideas on what to do with my Pick a Card reading channel. Um, Information I've received so far from my from my higher self, from my inner guidance system is like still continue to do the pick a card readings because you do enjoy them. Maybe explore how you can showcase your abilities in a way that you more enjoy and that will draw in your new clientele and also have your existing clientele enjoy. So that is challenging because I just... I I don't know how that's going to look right now. It's something that I have been having to go with the flow on. It's something that I have just kind of been opening up to. I assume that I will come across something eventually, you know, that kind of sparks my inner knowing. Like, okay, this is is what I should be doing. Like, kind of like an aha moment, you know. Um, So I'm excited to see where that takes me. Um, oh, I want to mention too a reader on YouTube really quickly who I've super been enjoying. Um, he doesn't do pick, well, no, that's a lie. He's done a couple pick of cards. Um, but I have recently been embroiled in YouTube drama. I think because I'm on it so much for my business, I somehow got 
really sucked into, I think, what the kids are watching, which is the whole drama within, like, the YouTube beauty community and, like, with Shane Dawson, who, note on Shane Dawson, like, he's always been controversial, And that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong. But I just thought that this is something that everybody knew. So, like, stuff that's resurfacing from, like, 12 years ago. I'm like, yeah, he was kind of a pig then. So, (laughs) you know, I'm assuming some of that still exists within him. I'm sure it does. Um, Who knows? But... I've just been like sucked in to all that bullshit, you know, and I'm sure it's not good for my energy, but whatever. Um, and I came across this reader and his YouTube channel is called Aunt Aphrodite, Aunt Aphrodite, and I'll link it in the description box down below just because he is like so good. <laughs> like he is such a good reader. Um, he's intuitive beyond belief. He's psychic beyond belief. Um, and he does all these types of like pop culture, celebrity, YouTube, even he has some like investigation crime sort of readings. I'm mainly more interested in in, like the YouTube drama ones. So I watched all his ones on like Shane Dawson and the whole thing. And I just love how he delivers messages. Um, He's just so entertaining. (laughs) You know, like he's a really entertaining reader and I just love his energy. Uh, I I find his content just so fun. So I'm going to link him down in the description box down below. And to end this episode, I am actually going to end it on a positive, just feel good, kind of nice vibes sort of note. My nephew um, who is 12, (laughs) he bought me a tarot deck, which I thought was so not only cute, but just super nice. And my nephew is really good at drawing like me. And sometimes we, um, like to show each other our drawings and what we've been drawing. And he's really big into drawing like anime and kind of like manga, um, style types of works. And he bought me the, I think it's called Mystical Manga Tarot. And I am just in love with that deck. It is so beautiful. It's one that I've been personally working with. And I thought it was funny because I started watching (laughs) this Aphrodite guy's video, videos rather. And he's big into like Sailor Moon, which I love Sailor Moon too. And um, he's also... You know, you can tell, like, he likes anime and things like that. So I thought it was funny because then my nephew bought me this mystical manga tarot deck. And I'm like, am I am I getting back into, like, my Sailor Moon manga phase? Maybe I am. I don't know. I've, I've also been playing a lot of, like, The Witcher video games again. I wanted to because I was binge-watching the Netflix show. You guys, I am... A total nerd. <laughs> I love, I love manga. I love anime. I love video games. It's just something I'm into. So, anyways, I will link Aphrodite's channel down below. Please go enjoy. He's awesome. 
Um, and I don't know. I think I'm just going to end it there. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode. If you guys want to work with me, book a reading or a healing session with me, head over to my website, BeTheLightAcademy.com. You can find out more information regarding my services there. You can, of course, request a booking on the booking tab or email me at LearnTheLightAcademy at gmail.com. Make sure you guys are also following both of my YouTube channels, Be The Light Academy, uh, which is where I post this podcast um, in video form, and Learn The Light Academy, which is where I do my pick a card readings and, you know, whatever else that transforms into. <laughs> so we'll have to see. Um, make sure that you also follow me on wherever you listen to this podcast on, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or another platform. Um, Make sure that you are in touch with me on there. All right, you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.